Perik Yud Gimel, Mishnah Yud Aleph, the last Mishnah of Mesechtes Ksubas. We learned in the previous Mishnah that if a husband decided he wants to move to a different community, but in this other community it will be much harder for her to see her family, or access basic goods and services, or in some other way the environment in that other community is much less pleasant, he may not compel her to move, and if he insists on moving, she has the right to demand that he divorce her and pay her Ksuba in full. However, this last mission of the and the Mishnah teaches an exception to this rule, and that is that Hakol Malin Laeretz Yisrael. All of the members of the household would be compelled to move if the husband's proposal was to move from their current location outside of Eretz Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael, even if the living conditions in the community in Eretz Yisrael they're moving to are worse. He may nonetheless compel his family to move there because it is a great mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. And conversely, no member of his household may be forced to move away from Eretz Yisrael. If he wants to move from Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laaretz, he has no right to drag any of his family members along with him. And if he insists on leaving Eretz Yisrael for Chutz Laaretz, his wife may say, no, I'm staying put and you have to divorce me and pay me the ksuba in full. For his family has the right to demand that they continue to fulfill the great mitzvah of living in Eretz Yisrael. Likewise, the Mishruels are called Malim the Yerushalayim. In regards to a family who is already living in Eretz Yisrael, but not living in Yerushalayim, the entire household may be forced by father or the mother to pick up and move to Yerushalayim. For the Kedusha of Yerushalayim is elevated from the rest of Eretz Yisrael. And none of the heads of the house, the father or mother, may force any of the other members to move from Yerushalayim to community outside of Yerushalayim. The Mishnah adds Echad Hanashim Ve'echad Hanashim. It applies to both men and women. That is, we speak here of the possibility of the head of house compelling the other family members to either move from Chutzarts to Yisrael or from one place in Eretz Yisrael to Yerushalayim. We're discussing where that push is coming from either the father or the mother. And you know, practically what it always means is that she, for example, can say to her husband, if you don't agree let's say, move to Eretz Yisrael, then you are required to divorce me and pay me my ksuba in full. And conversely, if he is forcing everybody else, he can say to her, and if you don't agree to move to Eretz Yisrael, then I have the right to divorce you and not pay you your ksuba. The mission, the Masechta, concludes with a discussion of a case where there's some question as to what type of currency the husband must pay out the ksuba in. It is, uh, we know that the Rabbanan mandated a certain minimum for the ksuba, 200 zuz for basula, 100 zuz for a baula, meaning if she was previously married, and it does calculate to a certain amount of pure silver, so it could be calculated into any currency you like. But the discussion here is where the ksuba specified a number. Of course, he could add to the statutory 100 or 200 zuz. He mentioned some number of zuz, the dinar coin, but didn't specify the currency. And so we look to the location of, first of all, where the ksuba was contracted, in other words, where they got married, and the location of the payout, the location, in other words, of where they got divorced. The mission begins with this case, Nasa Isha Be'eretz Yisrael V'gersha Be'eretz Yisrael, if the marriage and the divorce, so meaning the creation of the ksuba debt and the event that made the ksuba do the divorce, if both of those events occurred in Eretz Yisrael, even if the man and wife were from elsewhere, no sin la mimos Eretz Yisrael. 
where the ksuba doesn't specify the currency of the agreed-upon amount for the ksuba, he is the payer in the currency of Eretz Yisrael. The Mishnah then makes two statements which, at first glance, contradict each other. The Mishnah first says, If a man married a woman, Eretz Yisrael. So in other words, the Ksuba obligation was created in Eretz Yisrael, and he divorced her in Kaputkia. So meaning the Ksuba became due there. Allah is no sin lamimos Eretz Yisrael. He may pay her the Ksuba amount in the less valuable Eretz Yisrael currency. Since that's where the Ksuba obligation took effect, then the Mishnah turns around and says, if the opposite, Nasa Yishab Kaputkia Vigershab Eretz Yisrael, he married this woman in Kaputkia, but divorced her. The Ksuba actually became due in Eretz Yisrael. Again, no sin lamimos Eretz Yisrael. He may pay out the Ksuba on the less valuable Eretz Yisrael currency. So seemingly, the Mishnah contradicts itself. For which is it? Is the currency dictated by the place of the marriage where the debt is created, or by the place where the Ksuba became due, by where they got divorced? But the answer is that this first Tana takes the position that the entire Ksuba obligation is Midr Rabbanan. It's the Rabbanan who enacted the whole halacha that a man pays his wife a Ksuba. And therefore, we are able to, so to speak, play both sides of the fence, meaning that case of this Ksuba where the document itself leaves it vague as to what kind of currency is to pay her in, we are always lenient in his favor in that if there is some basis to say that he owes her in Eretz Yisrael less valuable currency, then he can pay in that currency. So if either the place where the debt was created or the place where the debt became due was Eretz Yisrael, he has the right to pay her in the less valuable Eretz Yisrael currency. It should be noted that when it comes to a regular kind of a debt, let's say a loan, we would follow the place where the debt was created, where they contracted, you know, did this loan. That would normally dictate what kind of currency the debtor would have to pay in. But here we have a special you know, leniency for Ksuba, which again, according to this first Tana, is a mitzvah that's only mid Rabbana. However, Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer, no sinlam yimos kaputkia. Rabban Shimon Gamliel says, if they got married in kaputkia, even if they got divorced in Eretz Yisrael, he would have to pay her in the more valuable kaputkia currency. Because in Rabban Shimon Gamliel's opinion, Ksuba is the raisa. The obligation of Ksuba comes from the Torah itself, therefore there's no room for leniency. So in this case, where the Ksuba doesn't specify that he pays her in Eretz Yisrael currency, well, then we look at, okay, where was the debt created? In this case, it was created in Kaputkia, and therefore he must pay her in that Kaputkia currency. The Mishnah concludes that all opinions agree that where Nasa Yishib Kaputkia, Vigirshib Kaputkia, both the marriage and divorce occurred in Kaputkia, well, then even Tanakam will agree that no Sinlami Mos Kaputkia, that he will have to pay her in the more valuable Kaputkia currency. Even if, let's say, you know, he hails from Eretz Yisrael, even according to Tanakamba that Ksuba is only Midrabanan, Still, there's no basis in this case to say that he could pay with the Eretz Yisrael currency for, that wasn't written into the Ksuba, and the debt was both created and became due. The marriage and the divorce both have been in Kaputkia, so here everybody agrees that he will have to pay her the Ksuba in the Kaputkia currency. This concludes Masech Ksubis Mazel Tov on finishing Masech Ksubis.